0: What's up, guys? Lucas and Steven here with Optimum Athletes. Uh, this is the first episode of our podcast, we'll call it. Uh, we're planning to do these sort of 10 minute talks uh, just to kind of dive in, give you guys some tips, um, talk about everything on in the gym, or just things that we think can help you guys at home. Uh, as a podcast consumer myself, I, one of the things that turns me off from a podcast, or one of the main reasons I won't listen to a podcast, is length. Uh, if I'm getting in the car and I know I got a 10 to 15 minute drive ahead of me, and I got an hour and a half podcast, I may be deterred to turn that on because uh, I know I'm not going to be able to finish it. So with this, our sort of goal is to kind of keep it to one, maybe two topics per episode, short little bits of information you guys can listen to when you drive home from work or to school or whatever it may be, and. Yeah, I'm just gonna get content out there for you guys.
1: Yeah, uh, one thing a lot of that is uh, feel free if you're out there and, and you're seeing this video, uh, DM us or comment on this or you know, because this is our first time with uh, one of these segments, you can you can DM in or whatever you got to do. Any questions you might have in general about training, baseball, mental game, whatever it is, you know, we got we got a lot we want to talk about and hopefully create a pretty good conversation with you guys and everyone else that follows us. So feel free to ask any questions you guys have and we'll try to you know do our best to answer them on these little snippets here
0: as yeah, like what steve said this gonna be pretty free flowing so you know if we're going over a drill or something we might be doing the podcast while we're demonstrating for you guys or moving around um, so it's going to kind of might look different each episode but we'll just kind of play it by ear uh, we might have guests on uh, different guys are training in here just different perspectives different things whatever it may be that we think can help you guys and be beneficial
1: uh, yeah no doubt we got a lot of good guys in here so we'll try to help you guys out the best we can
0: i think we'll probably have lucas giolito on episode coming up uh got a bunch of minor leaguers in house bunch of elite college and high school guys uh hearing their stories hearing things that have helped them uh whatever trials and tribulations they've gone through in their career things that they've overcome or drills they like or mental cues literally anything and everything we're gonna is open and free range for this podcast a
1: pretty solid pt team too so we might be able to get some good guys on here local to the area that you guys might like some of their stuff if we can get them on here Pretty knowledgeable guys about the body, any injuries you might be having, struggles. I know there's a thousand different places to look, but if you happen to be following us, we're gonna try to deliver for you guys. Yeah. So let's be fun.
0: So that's a good little quick intro. So as again, we're gonna try to keep this under 10 minutes. So we got about seven and a half left. And so just one thing I'll just talk about really quick for this first episode is one kind of thing that helped me a lot with my arm action. Uh, I've always had a long arm action and one of the main drills of balls is to kind of clean up that arm action to get more efficient patterning. Uh, and even though I knew that's what you're trying to accomplish and had the right cues, you might say, I just I would always kind of get here, the arm just dump behind me, uh, until last two summers ago. Two summers ago now. Uh, I was actually sitting down. I was having dinner uh, with two with someone you guys might know, Trevor Bauer, and his father. And his father Warren uh, Warren Bauer is an awesome guy. I was talking to him about it, and he gave me. He just goes, looked at me, he goes, Lucas, have you ever have you ever thrown with an open hand? And I was like, well, Pretty I mean, crazy. I was like, I've watched Trevor throw a lot. And obviously he's kind of right in here and just kind of goes back. I was right. like, no, 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 no. Like actually open your hand and throw the ball. And I was kind of like, no, what? He's like, well, if you throw with an open hand, you won't be able to, to dump it behind you because you'll drop the ball. Right. And I was kind of like, oh, that actually makes sense. So literally the next time I did pivot picks and rollins, I just held my hand open and wouldn't You've you know. A, but,
1: you had a cue. It was like holding the glass of water and you couldn't spill it. Right, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, and you so something
0: like that. I just, I mean, I knew I was gonna throw this ball with an open hand, and anything that was l- less efficient, that was here, the ball's gonna drop. So, yeah. did that a couple times, and my arm actually looked a lot better. Did it on Rollins too. It kind of felt weird at first, but doing that over and over again, I, I would do about six or eight of those, and then like three of actually allowing myself to hold it and trying to mimic that same motion. Yeah, uh, and, and that it, helped me a lot. It did help
1: you. Yeah. I mean, it cleaned up your pivot a lot. There's a lot going on, and that's the thing we can dive into with the drills is just in natural, alone arm action patterning is the plow balls really help the, the heavy balls help and all that but there's a lot that can go wrong we see a lot of things that kind of kind of uh, athletes tend to think they're doing that they're actually not doing it's actually hurting them so the concept of the drill we, we give them and much like a lot of you guys out there and the athlete tends to kind of put their own twist on it based on how their body moves and their idea of the the drill like the pivot drill lucas mentioned about his open hand i see we all see you know some main common flaws of the drill being like a massive cutter with like an aggressive elbow drive things like that where you're getting way too far in front of your face and the ball almost comes out like a slider mm-hmm. and it feels pretty natural just because the ball's so big you got you know, you to use different motions to get it out towards the wall and so you know things we do clean that up if you guys are out there and you're noticing you're kind of karate chopping the ball or throwing like a curveball you know we just we tend to aim guys you know six inches off their shoulder throwing shoulder you know to their uh, to be their glove side and we want the ball to basically come back in a straight line off their heels i think we, we cue so the wall can give you direct feedback we don't really need to tell them hey it's a mechanical yeah. flaw here we're, we're talking more of uh we're going to set a goal and we're going to accomplishment uh, accomplish it
0: hopefully through what we're seeing with the feedback so i mean yeah so both those things like where the ball's coming off the wall and the using open hand are two things that you can do without uh a third party watching. You. So, yeah. you know, having a video, having a coach look at you is obviously great and awesome. and They can dive into all the minor details, and micro details. But if you're throwing plow balls before a game, getting ready to go yeah. in, and you're in the bullpen by yourself, you can have a coach over you, or you can have a video go back and look at it. Like, you got to get ready for the game. Yeah. So, that's one thing that you can kind of take with you just where the ball's coming off the wall, or if you feel like your arms are going a little longer and you're trying to pattern that short arm pass, open your hand for a couple, couple throws. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where the balls come off the wall also depends on your arm angle. So I know right. for me, I was a pretty low three quarters. So I'm a righty, but it's probably off the screen. But I was pretty much right here while well, some guys are up here. Yep. So since I was down here, I had to actually make that instead of six inches. It was a little bit further because right. you want to you want a direct line from your hand to the wall, which I think the first time I saw that was on Ben Brewster, Tread Athletics uh, page. Yeah.
1: Tread has done a good job of that. They
0: have definitely uh, made that a common uh, or a teach over the years. Yeah, he, had a, he had a great video on it. It just kind of clicked because uh, at Westmont, we went to school. Our plyo walls were about this wide, so you'd line up, especially for rollins, right in front of the wall. Right in front of the wall, and then you'd throw. Your arm would probably be outside the wall, and the ball to hit the wall would be right in front of your face. Uh, and that just kind of makes sense because your whole life, you're playing catch with someone. You're throwing to a catcher, to first base, whatever it is. Unless you're doing, a, you know, an infield throw on the run across your body, right. you're used to being square up to the target. You throw the ball, and the ball hits the glove in line with you. But when you get on a wall that's you know four feet in front of your face, if you're thrown from anywhere not directly in line with your face, which no one does, yep. and the ball hits in front of your face, that ball's on this angle that's probably going to be behind a left-handed hitter if you do the same thing on the mound. Yep. So, and that ball that hits in front of your face is going to come off to the left if you're a righty. So any ply ball that you throw as a righty that comes off to the left side of your body, you probably either yanked it or cut it, and that's a good, direct, immediate feedback that you can use. In, to clean up your drill going forward, right. or just on the spot make a change uh, if you're getting ready for a game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of ways that hopefully we can help you guys and guys out there will will let you know the plow balls are great and they're some of the best things in the business I think to help you clean up your arm action or just make you an overall better pitcher. But remember, there is a drawback to that that if we're doing things wrong, we're going to pattern some very inefficient movements. So at the same time, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. We got to be aware of certain things, and it's actually pretty you know relatively easy concept. To get from the feedback but it's pretty hard to uh, accomplish so we'll give we'll do the best yeah. we can to keep giving you guys feedback you know
0: well was, what what's crazy was that like i before i saw that video like my first year at westmore i remember like i'd be throwing an inner squad or whatever even at even at crc before that and i'd be throwing well you know getting out getting out whatever it may be and then all of a sudden after 10 or 12 pitches you just randomly yank one like five yeah. feet to the left of home plate it's like where that come from and when you do ply balls over and over you're you are patterning those movements and Casey put it. Uh, Weathers, uh, Casey Weathers, uh, who used to work with us here, he he put
1: it as over. You guys yeah. overcorrected. So once you get really good at this stuff, uh, your body tends to adapt, and you're gonna want to think you're trying to accomplish something. You know, we see online that we have, you know, we have a bunch of social media. We can see a pickoff throw, for example, and you're gonna try to like master these positions. You know, you're gonna try to feel it, and your body actually overcorrects, and you start to do, possibly do, you know, negative things for your right.
0: your overall benefit.
1: So yeah, Just well, keep it
0: open mind, and especially in. Keep in mind that you're doing, you know, if you're doing 10 reverse rows with black green, 10 pen picks, of black green, 10 all that you're doing, accumulating, you know, over 50 reps with these ply balls day in and day out. Yeah. That the pa- the movements that you're doing, those are going to start adding up, and your body's going to get used to those. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, the second I got a guy on base, the second like, I guy just lost focus for a second, my body kind of went back to what it was used to. I'd yank a ball five to the left. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? And it's like, well, I was practicing that for you know the last two, two years three years which is crazy to think about because like oh, i was doing a lot of damage there yeah. uh and I got to the point where once i saw uh brewster's video i literally would if this was the plow ball line up almost off the wall yeah and actually mm-hmm. just kind of throw from here straight line from my hand to the wall and that i think helped a lot yeah so the those are two quick little plyo ball tips open hand and kind of pay attention to where the ball comes off the wall yeah uh, but we can dive into some other ones in future episodes but that's about 10 minutes. So that's, again, yeah, man. kind of the point of this podcast. Quick little tips for you guys that you can listen to on your commute. So yeah. anything you one.
1: want to hear, DM us, comment, whatever you
0: want to do, do. let yeah. us know. OA Podcast One. We out.